Welcome to the Farmers Weekly podcast and this special edition, one of an occasional series of in-depth interviews. I'm Hugh Broom and in this episode we'll be talking to Nicholas Sapphire. He's the chairman of the AHDB, the Agriculture and Horticulture Development Board. The AHDB is funded by levy payers. These are both farmer producers and also processors in the food chain. The money that's raised is spent on things like research and development and also promoting products both here at home and developing new markets abroad. Nicholas Sapphire became HDB chairman in the middle of 2020. He's got a wide background in agriculture and horticulture, having built a public company farming, processing and trading fruit and vegetables in the UK, Europe, Southern Africa and South America. His dairy experience includes spending the last 18 years building the organic milk processors cooperative Ormsco. In this interview, we talk about the AHDB's review by government. And I started by asking Nicholas Sapphire how the review process began. DEFRA instituted a consultation, I think two years ago, and collated the, the views that came back, which were made available in April of this year with a covering letter from Minister Prentice which summarised some of the the views that were made um, and also some of the changes that were expected. Um, So, I I mean, the answer is yes, it's across all sectors and it's a review that included not just levy payers but also representative organisations and anybody else who wanted to comment. So what will the HDB of the future look like? Because clearly a lot of levy payers are not happy with the organisation as it is now. Whilst many accept it does some very valuable and unique work, which only HDB can do as a levy body, there are many other levy pairs who are really cross. They do not like how their money is being spent. And there is a huge feeling of unfairness as well between, for example, the guys at Horticulture who are spending a far greater proportion of their turnover on funding the board than the people producing red meat. It's got to change, hasn't it? Yeah, um, well, let, let's 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 talk about the second part of that question first, um, um, which is which is that there are differences within the sectors for sure. There's even differences within the sectors themselves. I mean, not all farmers and growers are going to be happy paying a levy at all. Um, many people pay a levy and say they don't get anything for it, but but actually, um, I would say very few farmers and growers um, do not use AHDB's work at some point, even if it's anonymously used. Um, so I think, I think that, that there is a, a, general, a general positioning where, um, if you look at the, the um, uh, request for view, 65% of those who responded said that AHDB was, was important, was worth funding. Um, but, but by and large, all sectors said there were changes necessary. And, and I think that you could summarize those as being um, that um, AHDB, as you say, does some extremely good work. Maybe it doesn't communicate well enough or hasn't done. Maybe it doesn't consult always well enough. But I think that the underlying frustrations are, are twofold. One is that the levy payers do not currently have a chance to be able to regularly uh, make their comments heard in terms of a ballot. I mean, they can call a ballot. Each sector can call a ballot if it wants to. Um, and that's in our that's in our constitution. But there is no structural way in where that in which that happens. Um, and and the other comment is that um, 
they want greater transparency as to how the levy is being paid. You're quite right. I mean, for example, red meat will say we want more money of our, of our levy spent on promotion, uh, whereas horticulture will say we want it all spent on research and development. And, and by and large, that is what's happening. But I'm not sure we're, we're communicating that well enough. So when will they see change? Um, pretty much straight away. I mean, for example, if you take the ballot, we we are working on, with, with DEFRA, we're working on how we institute a ballot. Um, the questions are how often, um, what's the sort of questions that are going to be asked, um, how do we deal with the, the differences. So, for example, HDB is responsible for um, horticulture throughout the United Kingdom, but uh, for red meat only in England. Um, so how do you deal with the devolved authorities' interests as well? And is it one levy payer, one vote? Or is it according to the amount you, you, um, you pay in terms of levy? All those questions are being worked through, and we'll have those um, worked through in terms of a, a ballot structure uh, pretty quickly. More importantly, in terms of the immediate, we've instituted a governance review, and that was done when I arrived in April, um, we've started that process and we have a governance review uh, in process, which is three board members, uh, the chief executive and an external consultant who will report before Christmas as to how we might reform our total structure in terms of governance um, to achieve two things. One is um, better communication, better better feeling by levy pairs that they're engaged, and secondly, better value for money. So, so those two things will happen immediately. Um, a strategy uh, for the next five years it has been worked on before I arrived and has been finalised since I've arrived and will be published for consultation um, as we go through the end of October and the beginning of November. Um, and with that strategy is business planning and, and programmes um, for each sector. So, so I, I would hope that levy pairs will see a pretty quick change in, in the openness in which we are seeking to both commit and be transparent, but also in terms of the, the structural changes that we're, put, we're putting in place. For years, HDB and its predecessor organisations have said and admitted we're not the best at communicating, but many levy pairs will say nothing has changed. Why is it going to change now? They also feel frustrated by the statutory regulation that binds all its decision-making in such long form. It, it takes forever to change. Do we not need root and branch change? Say, for example, we look at the New Zealand model where the law collects the levy, but at that point, it effectively drops into a PLC organisation owned by the levy pairs that can turn and twist as quick as it likes. Whereas at the moment, you're months behind the market when you make a decision. Yeah, New Zealand is a good example, actually, and we've been looking at that. And the governance review will take that into account. Um, I, I, I'm not sure that that is applicable directly, but it's definitely a good role model um, and is not being ignored. Uh, I, I'm, not, I'm not convinced that, that it's purely a structural governance problem. I, I think it is also an attitudinal problem on, on all sides. It's both levy pairs and, and in fact, um, AHDB. Um, I mean, when I see what's happened in the last, what, four months in terms of COVID-19, where AHDB have played a significant role in, in sorting out some of the obvious problems in the dairy industry, in carcass balancing of beef, in, um, in terms of labour on farm and, um, um, and the potato sector. Um, when it's simple and focused and the results are obvious, I think everybody gets it. I think it's when it's, when it's much more long-term in terms of research and development, in terms of um, the way in which on-farm productivity improves, 
um, and particularly in terms of uh, working with the supply chain, both up and down the supply chain. I think those are areas where it's much more difficult to communicate. And, and remember for New Zealand, it's comparatively simple because it's all export. And if you actually have a, a bottleneck of activity putting product onto boats or getting them into foreign markets, it's a lot easier to do than where the bulk of our work, clearly, I mean, we do get involved in exports and, and, and that's important, but where the bulk of our work is in the home market with a very fragmented supply and comparatively fragmented customer base, um, it's much more complex. But you are right, we need a root and branch reform. And that's what we're embarking on. When we look at marketing, many levy pairs often say they feel dissatisfied with how much is spent promoting what they produce. They don't feel it's valued enough. Now, clearly, there are big differences in what you do because you're not going to go out and promote wholesale tons of wheat and barley because they're commodity products. But on, say, the horticulture side and the red meat side, be it potatoes or beef or lamb, those products are in the shops. Do we need to seriously think about how we market and promote those products? Because, you know, if you look at prime beef, we sell two billion quids worth of prime beef roughly per annum off our UK farms, yet we barely spend a million pounds a year promoting it. And to many businesses looking in, they would see that as utter madness. You know, no wonder we don't have stability in that supply chain and people struggle to make a profit. And consumption is declining. It needs huge reform, doesn't it? Yes, you're absolutely right. Uh, we, we, we have a large industry, particularly in red meat, um, but I would also say in other areas like dairy, where, where promotion has got to come to the front, forefront much more. Um, post um, January the 1st of next year, the world will change, whatever the trade agreements say. Um, our supplies from overseas will continue to come. We are importers of over forty billion pounds worth of of, um, of food and drink, and we export what twenty two billion of which a big chunk is Scotch whisky and uh, and beverages. Um, so we've got to do more about about promoting the products we have. The question the question is whether that is purely in terms of by British. Um, or whether it's much more focused. And, and I think what AHDB has been doing with more limited funds than I, I would like, but, but with the limited funds we have, what we've been doing is actually um, tactically promoting, and I think quite successfully. So if you take the last four months, the tactical promotion of, of UK milk, which was funded part by AHDB, part by the industry, part by government, part by the devolved authorities, where we spent somewhere over a million pounds, was very successful. It lifted liquid milk just when we had to. If you take um, the, the beef promotion that took place during COVID-19 in carcass balancing, that's also very successful in replacing a large chunk of prime cuts that was going into the um, hospitality industry. And we're just, just this week launching the, um, the lamb promotion, um, which I think has already begun to show some, some pretty good results. So I think, I think that we have to be clever in the way in which we use limited funds. But going back to your question, of course it would be nice to be able to spend more money. And as we go forward, we're going to have to start addressing these issues. When you sit in a room full of levy pairs at an AHDB presentation, it always strikes me that levy pairs are genuinely surprised at how effective that small spend is, especially when they see the metrics of, of how it changes consumption profiles, etc. 
And then many go on to say, well, can't we spend more money promoting our products, selling more of our products, increasing our market share, increasing our business stability and profitability? But you've got a huge trust problem in that you're also perceived as a really inefficient organisation. And even if we raised all that money, because of the way it's governed, the minister could kibosh how it's spent at the last minute. And this whole structure, many would argue, has just held businesses back for for decades uh, and not reaching their full potential of what we could produce. Yeah, um, let's let's deal with some of that. I mean, the, the levy the levy for most crops has been pretty much static since HDB was founded. Um, so, in real terms, HDB has received or is receiving something like twenty six percent less from levy payers in real terms um, since since it was created. Now, that obviously provides some sort of tensions, um, and I'm not signalling here that we will be looking for an increase in levy. But but for sure, if you take um, um, red meat, um, most of the levy is spent, by far the highest percentage of the levy is spent on promotion, whereas on horticulture, very little is spent on promotion because they would say that they have a a close relationship with their retail customers, and they don't need um, a promotional activity from AHDB. I think all of that will have to come under review. Does government understand that? Um, yes, it does. We'll have to see as we move forward with um, government signalling that they are moving farm payments into public goods and, and into um, productivity and away from um, acreage payments, as we all know. Um, where does that leave us? I think it it means that we as HDB have got to be very much more focused on trying to um, persuade everybody of the benefits of, of tactical and specific promotional activity. For sure, um, as, we, as we open our markets, we're going to be faced with a lot of promotional activity from, from people who are exporting to us. Um, you can see that from the way the Americans open up markets. Um, so, so we must expect a lot more activity in this area, and we have to we have to match it. But that that doesn't mean to say we have to, to spend an enormous amount of money, because I don't think levy payers will want to spend that sort of money. We just have to be continue to be very clever about the way we do it, and also we have to work very closely with the with the, with the supply chain. I think retailers have very much responded to some of these challenges. Um, and if you take what's happened in COVID-19, we could never have had the success we've had on both dairy and on, on carcass balancing of beef if it hadn't been a, a joint effort between HDB, government, um, the supply chain, the abattoirs, the supply chain, the dairy industry, and retailers. So I, I think I think that that we've got a a really interesting opportunity going forward as to how we might all work together to produce the best results with what are never going to be adequate funds to be able to sort of blow away the 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 opportunity for other people to um, to send product into this market. Now that you're in charge, this consultation is in process. How quickly do you see things happening? We're going to see change coming very quickly. Um, I mean, as I said to you, the, the strategy for, for consultation um, with plan, with programs will, will be out by the autumn, um, end of the autumn, and that will be a consultation process. Um, the governance review will be completed within the next four months, and that will be public before Christmas. Um, we've already started to institute um, 
within the organization, a review of value. Um, no, we're, we're moving. Um, and I would be very disappointed if uh, by the turn of the year, um, we're not in a, in, in a position where we're starting to deliver, significantly deliver against the, the commitment we've made to levy pairs. What would your message be to dissatisfied levy pairs who are listening to this interview? How should they get involved with the consultation? Well, the first thing I'd say is that I've always believed that people should be able to um, communicate and say what they what they think. That's the only way we'll learn to work together. So you know, I, I, I'm trying to get around as much as I can given COVID-19, but telecommunications are there, so so that's, that's available. Um, I think that um, we have a system where if the, uh, for example, the horticultural, some of the horticultural guys have talked about maybe they want a, a quicker ballot than we, we are putting in. Well, the constitutionally, we, we, we are bound to do that if they get enough people to support them, and we'll do that. Um, but I hope that actually with the, the commitment to levy pairs that we've, um, that we've published this week and, and the, the debates that have already started, people will engage. It's only if people engage, I mean, we'll be there to respond, but if people engage, then we'll improve um, and we'll start delivering things that maybe they all want. The one thing I would say, however, is is we can't do everything for everybody. Um, you know, there are going to have to be some very difficult decisions made about programs and and, and spend. Um, because one of the problems with AHDB is that I think it, it has actually had to respond to to so many different demands from various sectors um, that we've ended up with far too many programs, some of which can never deliver in meaningful terms. So I think there's going to be difficult decisions to be made. But but as to your question is how can they engage? Engage. Uh, please engage. We, we want to have your views and we do want to respond. Nicholas Sapphire, thank you very much. That was Nicholas Sapphire, the chair of the HDB, talking to me on September the 3rd. Don't forget, the regular Farmers Weekly podcast is published every Friday and you can find it in all the usual podcast places, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or indeed on the Farmers Weekly website. So until the next podcast, thank you very much for listening. From me, Hugh Broom, goodbye.